Compound Podcast, episode 54. 54, presented by Parse Rum. Uh, I think we all got a nice package of Parse this week from our friends. We absolutely did. I had some of the 12 beer last night, and it tastes like candy, honestly. It's literally delicious. I'm such a team guy that I gave a bottle to Cam for coming on. I gave a bottle to Arietta and then kept one for myself. So basically, Arietta is our next guest. Some might say Arietta's next guest. He said he was wanted to get into podcasting and like has some of the equipment, uh, but he's never done it, I don't think. So he's definitely coming on. Uh, his family's in town right now, so I didn't want to pull him away from family on a weekend to do the podcast, but I can guarantee he will be on soon. Did you know, Ian, that we're also currently recording this episode two weeks before our year anniversary? I told Nico today that it was coming up and that he needs to get himself ready to come back on. He said, I'm in 100%. Two weeks from today. Today's the 14th. It's the 28th is the anniversary. Dakota is on top of everything. Well, Ian put me in charge of it. And once I get put in charge of it, then it's my responsibility. I'm like, shit, like I actually have to pay attention to this now and I... I mean, what else do I have to do all day, honestly? I'm a little upset he didn't put me in charge of it. What's called delegating from the boss? You're too busy hitting homers, Zach. Zach, I don't think – I'm real quick before we get into your homer. I, I just think knowing you, you're not the person I'd say has the that best was, That was the joke. I wouldn't pick you to remember something important, to be if honest. You need to tell, if you need to tell me something that, like, you want it to be a secret that you know I'll forget, but you need to get it off of your chest, just tell me. And you won't remember it. Like, I could tell you something right now, and I'll ask for you next week, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, we did talk about that, didn't we? I'm like, you're an idiot. But, Ian, you were saying? Zach, can you tell me, before we get into your homer, can you tell me what you did with your parse? Yes. So I was getting into that to back up your um, great teammate thing. While I was quarantining, I was allowed to take some ground balls at a socially distant distance. And I had a coach who stayed back and hit some with me. And it was getting pretty hot here in Florida. And, you know, he had all the masks on, the gloves, everything, obviously. And I forgot it today, but tomorrow I'm giving it to somebody to leave on his de- in his locker, a bottle, a nice bottle of Parse. Are you going to write him a little note with it too? A little handwritten yes. note? Yes. That's professional. That's pro. Correct. That's a pro move right there. Thank you. Ian taught you well. I want to give you. a shout out, a pro move shout out. I, this is like, I'm 99% sure this is accurate. 1% sure it's not. I'm pretty positive that Jock... Coming in, new team, got the entire training staff Nikes, shoes, like cool Nike shoes. Bro. That is that is a very pro move. Super pro. Like all like the trainers and like the strength coaches too even? I think, yeah, I definitely training staff. I think strength coaches too. And like not, you know how like sometimes when the team's sponsored or like the, you know, Nike sponsors MLB, like they'll get them like the terrible team Nikes that are like they rip in the toe in two weeks. Yeah, He got them, like, really cool blue and red Nike, like, cool Nikes. I feel like that's the biggest group of people that guys make sure to take care of is the trainers. They're so underappreciated. Yeah, and they're the people you want to be on their good side at all times. Like, you, you, need, them, you need them to do so much to help you that you want to stay on their good side. I um when I got traded I put them into my thank you thing and like I had a few reach out and say like thanks for thanks for mentioning us in the in the caption of your picture. The trainers as far as hours worked to pay ratio they it's a tough skit. 
were Especially there. in AAA, you're making the flights and everything. They're the travel secretaries at the same time. Oh, my God, dude. It's insane. I, and God forbid if somebody gets hurt like the night of a travel day or whatever, you're going to the hospital with them that night. And guess what? You're still on that first bus at 3 a.m. from the hotel to the airport. Oh. Zach, can you please tell us about your homer today? I have a couple questions, but I'd like you to tell us about it first. Yeah, so as you know, this is my first game back. I haven't played in about a week due to COVID tracing protocols. I mean, what's it like to just come off just fresh out of bed hitting homers? You know, it's nice. I had two live ABs this morning, which kind of got me primed. I had some good takes, saw some nice off-speed pitches, had some good swings. So I was kind of in there. I was already locked in. But, you know, runners in scoring position – are it's a different different game and you can't really wait around to get too many good pitches and that one there was a runner in scoring position so I kind of you know what they say ambushed I mean um, that's just not where you want to miss to Zach Short like no, I literally no, saw the no, pitch no, and no. I'm like I've seen you hit for five years just don't throw inside like hey notice tall pitchers he's, he's a right-handed hitter don't throw inside. He, he, hey, I'm a new guy, though. I hit yeah, all over the place. Come on. But if you're going to do damage, it's on a fast Correct. Correct. Is it a middle in heater? It was like down and in. Yeah. So Straight ball in. or sinker? 93 fastball. I think four seam. Had a little cut onto it. I was like, it didn't have a ton of sink. No, I had a little bit of. Do you have exit velo numbers? A little bit of right down the pipe. I do. I do. 107, I think 409. At 22, 22 degrees. So you hit this ball 107 off your bat. You were hustling. This is what this is. I have a question. Like you <laughs> squared this ball up like really hard, and out of the box, it looked like you thought it was Bro, a double. I, I I saw that in the video too. <laughs> booking. That was the hardest I've ran since camp started. That was the first thing I wanted to text you. I wanted to be like, I mean, I know it's been a while since you've hit a homer, but come on, man. Bro, like, all right. You, you got to, like, get your trot down. The Tigers field is huge, right? So, I mean, it's, it's big. So, like, I, I, I've taken BP on that field once, and it was, like, three weeks ago. So, I don't know, like, what goes out when. And, like, it wasn't a high homer. Like, usually my homers go out to left field because I just yank them, and, like, I'll, I'll know if one is gone that way. But, like, I hit this one. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's get on three. And I look up, like, rounding first. And usually if it's close, I'll try to find an umpire because usually they'll do the home run sign. And it's spring training. We had, we had Jerry Lane, Joe West out in the field at that point. So I looked around, and they were just standing there, just turned around at that point. And the umpires kind of – or the, uh, the outfielders were still kind of running. And I couldn't tell. I didn't want to be the guy if it's a ground rule double that I just keep running around, like how you try to do on your cycle night. I didn't want to be that social media meme. So I was like, fuck it. We're, we're booking until someone stops you. And then at that point. You looked a little confused around second base. Bro, I looked three times coming around second base. Legitimately three times. It wasn't close. Like, it was a homer. You didn't have, <laughs> like, you didn't have like, the crowd reaction. Like, hey, homer. There's, like, 2,000 people here. At Sloan Park, it's still loud. We follow rules over here. Somebody caught a foul ball today. And the stadium erupted. <laughs> Ian, how, how was it seeing some old faces? Man, it's always great to see old faces. The Angels staff is basically former Cubbies. So we saw, obviously, Joe Madden today. Brian Butterfield, third base coach. Incredible. The best. Tim Buss, who is now their 
quality assurance coach who I love dearly. John Maley, former hitting coach, amazing. Tim Buss, John Maley. You you've always talked about Maley like you love him to death. Yeah, absolutely love him. I don't want to forget anybody. Obviously, Dexter. They put up a show lineup today too. Wow. They had Fletcher leading off, who doesn't swing at balls. Nope. Mike Trout was in the two hole. He's good at baseball. Uh, he does not swing at any balls out of the zone, which ah, is amazing. He, he struck out today in a fastball up, up, up. No, that was a strike. No chance. A strike There's heater. No way a strike that was a heater. Strike. I, I told this to Nico after the game, and he said that that Mike Trout last year was second in the league lowest swing percentage out of the zone. That is the most Nico stat remark I've ever heard in my life. Yes. So Trout was hitting two. Uh, Walsh, their first baseman, was hitting three. Sandwiched between Trout and Rendon. So good for he, him for being in the three-hole between those he two. He mashes baseballs. I mean, that's a t- tough task to be in between those two guys. Rendon does not swing any balls. He's unbelievable. They had Justin Upton, Pulhos, Dexter, Jose Iglesias at short. Did he make any cool plays? Yeah, on me. <laughs> a two-strike ball to the – his right because he was kind of shifted up the middle and like i thought i i didn't hit it like hard it got in on me but i was there's a guy in third two outs and i was like oh he's gonna have to make good play i knew i was out as soon as i hit the ball because he's so good but he like got in front of it which really pissed me off because it made me feel like i didn't hit it hard hey dakota yes sir can iglesias feel the ground ball if it's in the air uh no no he can't oh okay I also just, a, I was just wondering. I, I also wondering. hit a poolside barreled ground ball that was an out. It was so stupid. Was it, oh, ground it, balls it was out. an out? Yeah, ground it was balls an out. out. Uh, but the Angels put out a really show lineup, and it's always like we don't get to play them the regular season very much, so I always enjoy playing against Trout and Pulhos and those dudes in spring training because they're so good. You know, Iglesias is a really good shortstop, but I have heard from some sources – that shortstop isn't that much of an important position compared to third base. Zach, this, care to comment? Do you want me to read this tweet or do you want to read the tweet? Uh, it doesn't matter. I can read it. Can you please read the tweet? I don't have it up. Do you want me to say who it's from? Yes, he tweeted. He tweeted it. He tweeted it. He did tweet it. And he's got, he's got a nice check mark next to his name too. It's from Ryan Spader. He said the difference between third base and shortstop is fewer than plays per inning. Some people need to understand this and realize shortstop is not that special. Can we say what Donaldson – I'll say what Donaldson said in response. Donaldson said, I appreciate stats and numbers. but Josh Josh Donaldson, by the way. Josh Donaldson, yeah. A third baseman. I appreciate stats and numbers, but numbers do not tell the entire story. Communication is required between a shortstop is more. Responsibilities for cuts and relays, holding runners while covering ground. I could continue. Uh, Do you want to take the first stab at this, Zach, or do you want me to? Go ahead. I, first of all, this is like uh, this is an absolutely ludicrous statement. Like, Ian sent this to us and said we need to talk about this on the podcast. I got so he was fired that upset. Up. <laughs> I, you know, the analytics of baseball has come to such a point that I, I just am so frustrated. How are we saying that shortstop and third base are even comparable positions because of the number of ground balls hit per inning? Who cares? Shortstop is so hard getting not only is it being in the middle of the diamond, it is the amount of time that you have to get a guy. Everything happens so fast. You have to be perfect. 
you are on point all of the time. You're always moving around third base. The amount of ground you're covering at third, it's not even close. That's a big, like, you know, everyone's always like, oh man, that throw from third to first is so far. I'm like, okay, let's bring you out to shortstop and let's travel you over into the hole a little bit, not even all the way shifted in there. And then you tell me how far that throw was when you're looking at the third baseman who was about 15 feet ahead of you. Yeah, and you're charging the ball, throwing on the run, trying to get some guy out who's busting his ass down the line. I mean, shortstop is, besides catcher, catching is, is not easy. Besides catching, shortstop's the hardest position on the field, and it's not close. If it's an honor to play shortstop in the big leagues, I've never done it, unfortunately. But they didn't let me do it because it's, it's an too honor hard. from what I've heard. Yeah, I've played every other position on the field except shortstop and catcher because it's hard. They let you play third. That's all. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's. I Zach, mean, I don't. Zach's I don't, played both. It. It's just Zach. Can you, from someone who's played both for a while, the shortstop is way harder. Don't get me wrong. Third base is a very difficult position, especially when you get somebody up there like. Aaron Judge or whoever. Zach hates third base. Ian Happ from the right side. Somebody scary up there. Good point. <laughs> no, but like seriously, like you, that's a really good point. Like, no, like 99% of the balls that you get when they're hit at you at third, you have all the time in the world. A, the, the hitter, the batter runner is, he knows he's out because you're the, you're, the ball's in the third baseman's glove by the time you're out of the batter's box. The third baseman can take 12 shuffles and get the ball out of his hand, and you're out by 30 feet still. And like what he said, just being in the middle of the diamond with the cuts and relays, like especially now with shifts and your footwork, you're turning double plays. The throws are impossible. The guys are so fast. You And you have to be on cue with everybody else, even in the field or like in the outfield, excluding the infield. Those pop-ups, you know, you're competing – not competing, like you're communicating with – the center fielder and left fielder, not just, you know, like it's just, there's just so much shit that goes into playing shortstop. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, you know, boast about shortstop position, but I mean, it's, it really right, is. You're a second baseman anyway. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's fucking hard. Here's another, here's another point. There's a lot of good third baseman in the league. There's a lot of good third baseman. Matt Chapman, Arenado, Donaldson, Give me another really good defender. Machado. Machado. Like, you're not putting – you're not if, – if shortstop wasn't a special position, just throw those guys out at short and see how they do. Not to say that they wouldn't get the job done at short because they would. Right. right. They would be serviceable to above-average shortstops, most likely. And most of the time when, when you're shifting guys, the shortstop stays at shortstop for this reason. And – I think the wording is what got me the most. Some people need to understand this and realize that shortstop is not that special. Shortstop is special. It's the most special, besides catcher, position on the field. It's like, like that's such a crazy opinion to me. It blows my mind. It's like, oh, shortstop's not that hard. Let's just, the numbers say he doesn't get that many more ground balls in the first baseman. Let's put Rizzo at short and see how it goes. (laughs) It's just bananas. It's just absolutely bananas to me. I totally agree. Dakota is just, Dakota's salivating over there trying to talk about pitching being up there. No, no. I'm just saying there's a reason, like, you'll see guys – that are like defensive specialist shortstops that hit 220 but stay in the lineup because they play great great defense at shortstop. Like, 
you're not keeping someone in at third base that's hitting 210 with no power because third base, like, there's a reason Chris Bryant plays third and Javi Baez plays shortstop. Like, it doesn't have to do with the amount of balls per inning hit to shortstop versus third base. So that's a ridiculous, like, stat that has nothing that is, to do with it, really. That's like saying, that like, is, I mean, oh, you could compare any position to any other position. It's like, well, there's more fly balls to left, so put your best outfielder in left. Like, why is, like, Ian, realistically, you should be playing left field then if one team hits more fly balls to left field instead of center field. It's completely outrageous. Like that, that stat that he used, that stat that he used to try to prove it is just a terrible use of a stat. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like why does that make it harder? I think the other thing that frustrated me is the, like the reliance on analytics and the lack of like feel for the game and trying to boil down the most athletic position onto the field to the number of ground balls hit. It's like, Oh, I did a, I did a, I ran the numbers and there's less ground balls hit. What are we talking about? What possessed this guy to get into this? Yeah. What made him think like shortstop's not that special. It's like, he's got, he's got, I don't know. I would love to have him on and hear his rationale. He, his, uh, He's got a check mark. He's some MLB analytics. So I don't even know. It's Should just DM. maybe I will. The research team's on it, and it says he is a MLB analyst, author, host, statistician, writer. I would like to hear some of his other stats. Hey, I will say though he's a Penn State alum, Big Ten guy. I don't know. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. I hear the Big Ten knows what they're doing. Oh, those credentials are revoked immediately. We'll get back to the compound in one second, but for now, we need to talk about Draft Kings. March's biggest tournament is finally here. Big tournament. Big tournament. Filled out the bracket the other day. Uh, winners galore. If you want to see that perfect bracket, just ask. DraftKings Sportsbook, they're doing another ridiculous DraftKings offer. $4 bet on any underdog. Guys, it's March Madness. The underdogs win like half of the games. You bet $4, you win $256. That's real money. That's a good investment. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook now. Like right now. Tournament's coming. Place your bets. Find the underdog. Who did I like? Winthrop? That might be free money. Maybe it's not. Find out whichever underdog you like. Go to DraftKings, place the bet. Go use promo code the compound. C O M P O U N D. Wow. The is part of the code? No the. Just, just compound. Code compound. 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 That's over at DraftKings. Four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, promo code compound. $4,256. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You get fired up about all this analytics stuff. How do you guys feel about the minor leagues going to uh, working on some shift rules? Some that I think one of the ones was you have to disengage the rubber so lefties can't do the high Next leg. Next question, pick, please. Pick. Next question. What are we doing? Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see like any of this, so I have no clue what you're talking about. I think I don't know what level in the minor leagues, but one level is doing shifts have to be on the dirt. That's double A. You can't go into the grass. 
I've seen I've seen people talking about like limiting shifts, and it blows my mind, honestly. And this is as a pitcher who would want shifts. Yeah. I don't get why can't you put your position guy or why can't you put them wherever they want to go? Like you can't say like you're not allowed to play here. It's like, what? Don't hit it here then. Learn to hit the ball the other way. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Let's bring this into a different sport. The Jets have the best run defense in the league. Hey guys, you can't run against it. You, you got you can't you can't do you it. can't you can't put five guys on the defensive line. You can no. only have three. Sorry. You can't, yeah, like they're not as good. Like, no, you can't do that. Every almost every other sport has some sort of positioning rules. Hey, you can't double team LeBron at the end of the game. You can't Yeah, do it. what? What do you mean? The NBA won't let they they implemented what the yeah. three second rule the five second rule so nobody could so they could have more flashy dunks and more shooting and Shaq can't stay in the middle and bat every ball down no i mean okay there's a that was recently rule. implemented yeah to both it, it's both offensive and defensive though a defensive player like rudy gobert can't just stand underneath the hoop and protect the rim and shaquille o'neal couldn't just stand underneath the hoop and say here throw it to me and just stand there for 10 seconds like i get that but at the same time, they're not saying you can't go there. You just can't stand there the whole shot clock. They made that rule to speed up the game, to make it more exciting, for more flashy dunks, for more movement, for more passing, better, more shooting. And it was a rule that was recently implied because of the athletes in the game today. I think Ian is trying to get the shifts out Ian, of the game. Ian knows so, he's a shifted hitter. Dude, That's why he, he doesn't out want twice it. today, and he wants Ian, done with the, the shifts. Ian, the ball to the left side of the field. I don't – I – I, it blows my mind you're going to say you can't put a position player here. Like, I, I can't wait to see the first game that someone tries to run a shift on Ian and their umps are like, nope, you have to come in this way. It's like, what are you talking hey, you're about? Hey, your back cleat is on the, on the grass. You got to move in. I'd say, like, are you allowed to play four outfielders then? Like, can I just say, no, I'm playing in the outfield and say I'm doing four outfielders and have one guy play shallow right and one guy play deep right? I love it. Like, where does it stop? My splits as a left-handed hitter are definitely, uh, you know, I get shifted, but I hit, I hit opposite field ground balls and hit the ball the other way. So this isn't as specific to me as it is to some other guys. But what I would say is for the entertainment value of the game, it's, un, it's, not, it's, it's not appreciated when a left-handed hitter hits a ball 115 miles an hour through the right side of the infield and there's someone standing in shallow right to get him out when Anthony Rizzo like hooks a line drive in the air that should be a hit and it gets caught like would the game be more entertaining if those were getting through I also saw uh John Boy tweeted John Boy shout out to John Boy we're a John Boy podcast love being part of John Boy media the he tweeted that he was watching games from the 70s and 80s when there were like no shifts and that it was much more entertaining because there was so much action, because guys were swinging earlier, they were putting the ball in play on the ground, balls were getting through. Why? What if the pitchers weren't nearly as good as they are now? I'm not saying that they aren't. I don't know. They, they weren't. Then you can't – hey, Dakota, you can't throw me fastballs up. That's bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like, where does it end? Where, like, hey here's – my, Here's my other point. If you're – Zach, you know this. If you're a hitter, especially a left-handed hitter, and you look out – and the whole field is shifted to the right side of the field. Okay, I'm not going to just try to hit a ground ball to the left side. There's two outs, nobody on, or man on, whatever. I'm not gonna, just going to try to hit a ground ball left side. Try to drive the ball in the air because that we know that that produces runs. Right. 
does that lead to more strikeouts as a mentality? It could, yeah, 100%. But it's like, it's the same thing where it's like in a shift, you're scouting Ian Happ, and it's the same thing as pitchers saying, oh, his weakness is up, I'm throwing it there. His weakness is that he pulls balls on the ground to the right side, and we're going to put our defense over there. His weakness is fastballs up, we're going to throw it there. But in the, in the super shift with the guy in right field, it's like even hard to conceptualize hitting it in the air. Do you ever get do you ever get infield three man shifted? Every at bat. And it, I just don't think about like I it, you like in 2017 the Astros were the first team to do it to me and I was literally thro- like I was like oh I'm going to fucking hit a bleeder over there and just make them so mad and try to manipulate every single swing. And the next year I was like I'm not doing that anymore. It's so stupid. Yeah, trying to hit bleeders, that's fun. Texas yeah, I was like what the <laughs> fuck doing? That's so stupid. Yeah, I, I don't I just – I don't know how you can tell a team where they can and can't line up. That's that's what gets me is I – like, if I want to bring – like, what about late in the game? Are you allowed to bring five guys onto the infield? Can I do that? Right. Or is that not allowed anymore? Is it like, oh, sorry, nope, you're screwed. <laughs> Here's another situation. Man on first, left-handed hitter up, full three guys on the right side. Third baseman comes over. There's three guys on the right side. Shortstop's dead up the middle. If that ball, like if that ball's on the ground, it's a double play. If you don't let them shift, or you know, if you only have two guys on each side, now that guy can think about like the first baseman's holding the runner on. You can think about pulling the ball on the ground, getting it through the right side, moving that runner from first to third. Like that's a more exciting game than a dude than Schwarber smashing a ball one twenty. I, I just don't play. like the I don't like the exciting like that I don't like that argument I hate that argument I hate, I hate the argument me and Zach are the same way on that is I hate the whole well it'll make, make baseball more exciting well yeah okay it'd be more exciting if I told the hitter what's coming every single time they'd hit it more often but that's not baseball like that's like saying like in in basketball if you don't play defense it's more exciting like they can just do alley-oops and shoot threes every like football hey, imagine a game 100 to 100 that'd be sick that's what I mean like baseball's hard like I get hitting's hard and I get like the shift thing makes it even harder like don't don't have such big splits like it, you only get shifted if you only pull the baseball did you see what Lindor said about it no no Lindor basically said let me play shortstop and show off my athleticism don't put me in a position where because you think this guy is going to hit it there every time I'm just standing where he's going to hit it like, let me play shortstop and be a shortstop and show off my range. Like, wh- wh- I, the game's more fun if Javi Bias is making amazing plays. Here's my hey, he thing. was in the shift the other day, and he flipped the ball through his fucking legs. That was Here's- fucking awesome. He was not at shortstop when he made that play, by the way. Just putting that out there, Francisco. My other thing is, I the, the, the analytics department, knowing exactly where guys are going to hit it, and – positioning fielders and taking feel out of the game and saying, we know that this is this guy's hot zone and you're going to stand directly right here and don't move. And if you move, we're going to call down and we're going to tell you that you moved. To that point, how many infield meetings have you been in where they say, Hey, at the end of the meeting, Hey guys, we don't want to take your athleticism away from you. If you're feeling something move and you give us that answer, we're completely fine with it. I, I think it depends on the coaching staff, and I think it depends on the organization. I've been playing. Well, I've been, I'm two for two in organizations with them saying that. I've been playing with guys <laughs> from different organizations and been hearing some different things. And 
an organization or a few organizations that I won't name had like chastised players for moving off their, their spots. Like, Oh, here's your spot that you have to stand and you move off your spot. And it's like, why did you move off your spot? We knew he was going to hit it in this spot. The other day I was watching your game when you were mic'd up talking to a friend of the pod Boog. Um, and he was, and you were letting Jock know that you were over one step, two steps, whatever it is. And you said that you were doing it, you know, to simulate like this was a late inning game or whatever. Was that on your own or was that your card? That was on my own. We don't have cards in spring training. That's sad. Tigers do. What What's the punishment if, like, say, say uh, Rizzo's up, who gets shifted, and the second baseman, as soon as the pitcher starts his windup, just starts shuffling back into the short right field? Is Rizzo, like, awarded first base? Like, is there a punishment if you try to move? It's cheating. Ball one. I don't know what the punishment is. I was going to say. I don't know what the punishment like, is. They, how do they enforce this? Like, I could literally just wait till you start your windup and then start backpedaling. I think the shift. I think the shifting debate is very interesting. I like that you guys are on the other side of it. I don't necessarily hate you shifts. Get shifted. I don't hate shifts. I don't like. I don't like seeing line drives in the outfield be outs. I don't like it. I think it's. I think it's pretty rare. I honestly think. I don't think it happens that often that it's a line drive that would have got over the second baseman's head and dropped in front of the right fielder that is played like if you can shift on the infield still I think you're still going to hit into the shift a lot because like to dump one in over the second baseman's head right in front of the right fielder like you got to have some top spin on that I wish I wish our research team was that good to find the stats for us that quickly but I do remember specifically a couple a couple at bats in Cincinnati last year uh hitting balls between 105 and 110 one hop either at the edge of the infield dirt or in the grass and having the second baseman standing out there and just one hop into his chest. I'm out by 20 feet and just being like, just being like, uh, Dakota, are homers exciting? I was just going to say, you know, what would stop that launch angle, get under the baseball, maybe not topspin, stay through it a little bit longer, get it elevated. The same. Here's the thing. The same people that say, Oh, I, I like the shift. You shouldn't be able to change the thing. And then they say, you should just hit it in the air. And then when you hit it in the air and you get out or you strike out, they say, why don't you just hit a ground ball the That's other way? That's a great way? point. It's not that, that hard. That is a great point. That's a good point. Over the third base bag. It's easy to manipulate. They're throwing That's a, a good point. 100. Every guy's throwing 100 with a banger slider and a goddamn changeup. It's not that easy to hit a ground ball the other way. Oh, but just hit a homer or a ground ball the other way. It's the same swing. Yeah. Oh. I can just I can just go up there and just punch one the other way like Ichiro, or I can hit a goddamn Barry Bonds homer. Yeah, okay. I'm not even saying That's- I like the shift. I don't like the idea of telling you where you can and can't line up. I don't Agreed. like that. I don't like all these changes being added and taking away from the game. Like you're just a crusty old man, huh? It's ca- it's called strategy over there. I just like just let them play the game. Like if I want to put a guy in shallow right field, get, that sucks for you. Don't it's hit strategy. it in shallow right like, field. If you're going to war, you're gonna have your best strategy going against the other exactly. person or country, right? Hey, let's put every let's put every troop right here, guys, right here where they all can see us. That's I just don't like like the offices stepping in basically and saying like you can't do this and that. It's like just play the game of baseball. Like if you want to shift, you can shift. Okay, bunt it down the third baseline. You know, you, you know what else I think is difficult for me is that the same people who are making these rules 
or and and like the front offices who are moving players into these like insane positions are also at the end of the season telling guys that they shouldn't make as much money because they didn't hit as many homers or they you know there's oh you what you hit you hit into the shift and you didn't hit any homers so your production's down and now we won't pay what do you got on that one sec no, you not make lie, a not good gonna argument. lie to you. I did not hear one word you just said. I got a you text and my mind was gone. You make a good argument, Ian. I know what you mean. I'm just saying, and I'm not even saying, like I said, I'm not even saying I like shifts. I just don't like the MLB saying what you can and can't do. Like once the game, like once the game's going on, I don't either. Just play the game. Like I should be able to put a guy. If I'm a manager, I should be able to put a guy in any position I want. If I want six guys on the infield, I can have six guys. Should on the guys standing on the fucking on the foul pole for all if I, I care. Yeah. If I want to play with no catcher, guess what? I guess I don't have a catcher on this pitch. I agree like, with that's you. That's what I want. I think I think uh, five man infield is exciting. I think four man outfield is interesting, but probably doesn't work. Uh, and I, I wish that the, I wish that like if there were shifts all the time and there was a guy that hit a bunch of ground balls over the third base bag and like he could beat the shift every time and it was he got paid because he was awesome beat the shift every time but it's just like they'll just put somebody there it's it's not that easy to manipulate the baseball and I wish there was a player or a group of players that were like shift beaters that was like this guy you can't get him out because he's always going to be but that's it doesn't yeah his his name's Mike Trout. Yeah, his name's Marcus. That's him. He just hits fucking mammoth homers. He, he's the one. He, go ahead, shift him wherever you want. You can try. He hit uh, – uh, Trevor Williams was throwing today. Mike hit a ball so hard and so high to me in center, and it was coming down like an asteroid, and it was right in the sun. And Jason, because I, he knew the sun was in my face, he came sprinting over to try to help me out and like catch it if I couldn't see it. And I was just battling the sun, battling the sun. And I hear Jason six foot six, massive mannequin ass sprinting over. And this ball's coming down to the stratosphere and I caught it, but it was terrifying. You're like, Hey man, I got it. Get away. Please don't kill me. Well, I didn't, I didn't really know if I had it. And like at the last minute I heard his like, goose, goose, goose. I was like, I got it. Ah. Is that not terrifying when like, Nobody has called the ball, but you know that everybody's running a thousand miles an hour, and you're that's, just like, I feel like that's the biggest on the infield when there's a pop up that goes like right towards the mound, and I'm just standing there like looking up. I'm like, who's calling me off? Like I, bro, I, I throw the baseballs. I don't catch them. All right, who's coming? At to get any it? point, at any point, if I think that I can catch the ball, I am calling it just so somebody has communication that somebody can catch it, and there's not going to be a huge collision. Is there anything worse than two guys calling it at the same time? Oh, no, oh. it's the worst. Because then one of you eventually has to, like, back. Like, you're both just like, I got it, I got it, I got it. But if you both keep saying it, you're like, well, one of us has to not have it. So, or if you, And then you look at each other and you both watch the ball hit the ground. Yeah, and you're like, oh. Is that your fault? Is that your fault or my fault? There's nothing worse than the initial, I got it. And at the same time that you're saying it, you're hearing the other guy say it. And you don't know if you should hit him with the second I got it, or if he's going to hit you with the second I got it, or if you're both going to say I got it again. It's that's but back to back to the shortstop third base. Who has priority on the infield over every other infielder? The best shortstop. athlete on the field, the goddamn shortstop. Shortstop calls it. It's his ball. Any uh, quick update on John Boy Media? We're thrilled to be there. Uh, I think we moved up. I didn't, we haven't seen this week's rankings. I think we might be moving up. Cam's episode did pretty good. I think we're sixth in baseball right now. I think John Boy has four of the top six with the Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball, 
Chris Rose rotation, which is new that everyone's listening to, it's really good. And the compound, I think we're four of the top six in baseball right now. Maybe we can make four of five, maybe four of four. I think so. With all these hot takes flowing around, I think so. Maybe we'll use this video because I'm pretty, I was pretty fired up. I think I was using this mic stand as a bat at one point. Hey, uh, Dakota, speaking of John Boy Media, I was just on the internet the other night on YouTube watching. Uh, I stumbled across a video that Ian did with John Boy, and it was like a trivia thing. And there was a chance where you could, uh, if you didn't know the answer, he could phone a friend. Oh, the- my God. I can't believe I almost forgot to bring this up. And the question was, what is the White House address? And they oh. said, hey, you can phone a friend. Like, they have to answer, blah, blah, blah. And... Dakota, can you explain to the people what your phone background is? I mean, why don't you show it on the video? That is the Washington, Washington Monument. That is, what is it? The what are they called? The mall? The uh, the, the uh, mall? The mall is the name of like the strip. The right. fact that you, I will say, the only thing I'll give you a pass on is you called Nico, which, if I was using my head, I'm going to be honest here. I don't know if Zach would be the person I'd call. I don't think that's Zach rude. No, that. that's rude. That's rude. But that's rude. Nico would probably be a guy I'd call, except I feel like he's more of an outdoorsy guy. If it was 100%. like a question like, where's Zion National Park? He'd know, boom, that's where it is. But something like the White House, I don't know. 1600, Pennsylvania F. Look it up. That's right. Hey. And the fact, Ian, you didn't know that also is kind of – did you even like have an idea? Well, let me tell you, I'll tell you what happened with me. This is, this is, this is kind of funny. But I didn't know that you guys would have both known that. Well, that's just not knowing your, your hosts. I love I lo- I know America. Dakota loves DC. I love mm-hmm. DC is so honestly like, probably Ian, I know you love watches. I know you love wine. <laughs> I've never been to New York City, but DC is my favorite city in America. See? Uh, uh, here, was, here was the issue. I knew that it was Pennsylvania Avenue and okay. I was going to say, as long as you at least knew that much. And I had the, I had the numbers in my head and they were, they were floating around in there. I got all fucked up because Wrigley is 1060 West Addison. Yeah. And the white house is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So I, for some reason I had the numbers but I couldn't get 1060 out of my head. Hey, that's just a true cub right there. That's I'll give you. That's a true cub, man. And I just, I did, I couldn't come up with it. I really couldn't come up with it. Always dreaming of Wrigley. The uh, fact I, I, I said, I'm okay with you calling Nico because Nico's yeah, just an intelligent guy. Yeah, I agree. I thought he'd have some facts. I thought he'd be like a trivia guy that has played a bunch of trivia board games and gotten super competitive over them. And like it, it got ingrained into his head. Also, why wouldn't you think to call Hendrix? I mean, talk about a guy that's going to know. Like, he's just going to know. Well, the other thing, this was the other part of it, and I probably should have called one of you two. The other part of it was if you made the phone call and they didn't pick up, you couldn't try again. And you at Nico's never on his phone. I think Nico did answer. I think that I think like the time of day or something though. This is going to sound like an excuse, and it is. But Wait, I no, think I just watched ta- it. I know what you're talking about. I it's- think the time of day, like I didn't know if you guys would be available or. What time was it, Ian? 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 You know I how I know saw, that's. I bullshit? just saw Nico at the you field. Just saw Nico at the field. I just saw Nico I- at the field, so I knew that he was available. I know that you know that's bullshit because you know my schedule. I do the same thing every single day. 
I'm done with my day by 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's eight o'clock your time. And I'm done the rest of the day. It was a time when I was in Chicago. So it might have been around the holidays. You might have been visiting to your friends in Chicago at some point. I don't know. All right. Well, sorry. Maybe you, I don't, maybe Dakota, you're lessons. we know a lot about each other. And Ian, I think he might be using us. He, he just, doesn't know us as well as we know him. And we know him. We right. Know exactly. It's not even just like a, you know, we know each other because we've known each other longer. It's, we know about Ian as well. You guys do. Hey, we're just asking you to work on it. You know, just try to be better. I'm sorry. It's okay. Can we do screen time before we go? Yes, sir. Zach played a game today, so his might be not the highest. Oh, mine is going to be through the roof today. Selection. Oh, real quick on Selection Sunday. Criminal that Michigan State has to play a playing game. Absolute people have gone to jail for less than Michigan State having to be in a playing game versus an automatic bid. Unbelievable. I, so. I have no words. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's right. So Love that about JT. Shout out to JT. Not a friend of the pod, but yet, we're getting him on. Yet, but we all love him. I one time watched him play a practice round at GBC <laughs> Scottsdale and absolutely loved it. He doesn't probably wouldn't remember me, but Rizzo did text him in the clubhouse after the W today. God, that would feel so cool to be able to text Justin Thomas like after a game and be like, "Hey, man, congrats." My screen time's all fucked up. It literally says 12 minutes. Oh, God. Today. That's cheating. We, we know I'm, that's not. Dakota, I'm showing Dakota, you. what's yours? Six hours and 40 minutes. Holy I would have beat that smokes. easily. I would have beat that. Three hours and nine minutes for me, which is still pretty high. You're hey, also Dakota, three hours behind. Three hours now. now. They're three hours behind. It's only now. six o'clock for you. It's nine o'clock here because, I mean, spring forward is the worst time change ever. I did see that there's. I saw that there's legislation in the Senate uh, to eliminate daylight savings. Yep. But Get it's it for here. like farmers. Like that's why they do it is to like change the daylight for when they harvest their crops. Like I don't know that they're necessarily doing do that. It. I don't know that they're oh, we doing don't, that anymore. We, we, don't we don't harvest food anymore. It's just all it, we're done. We have enough. Dakota, that is really impressive. You know that. But I think that I think that, I mean, I'm, I think I'm that because I think because I'll of the call technology. My next trivia question. <laughs> I think because of the technology and because it's all or mostly automated now and there's not like individual people going into the fields as much that I don't know that they need the time. I also don't have a lot of farmer friends, so I'm not sure. You do fall back in the fall because that's when you harvest and that's so it's brighter earlier in the day and you spring forward because you ain't harvesting shit right now. There's snow on the ground and it's darker in the morning. Dakota, you literally impressed me. Every day, more and more. Hey, man, I'm a smart guy. What can I say? I do what I can. Smarter than you look, brother. I'd, I'd like to give right. a. I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, Parse Rum uh, for being a sponsor of the podcast. There's a little collab coming. Don't know if anybody knows this yet with Parse and Connect. Uh, we just got some Parse barrels in. I'm gonna put some coffee in those Parse barrels. Do some barrel aged Connect coffee. Parse connect everything's coming together wait till you taste that <laughs> i got a question about parse and springing forward and falling back when if when you buy a bottle when do they plant it in the well, fall now or they, spring they plant it later in the day now because it's lighter darker and later in the day that's correct that's yeah, what that's i figured exactly correct mm -hmm. trivia question for the viewers out there colombian time zone do they spring forward and spring back what's the time difference between Parse's Colombian time zone and all of ours. Maybe they'll get an obvious shirt.
I mean, Colombia aligns with the U.S. There's, I'm not a, there's sure some what, weird. There's some weird borders there. I don't know. I bet you that there. I'm I bet saying you I don't know which one it's in, but it's not like like England's five hours ahead of Eastern Time Zone. I don't know what Colombia is. It's probably like. I'm not joking. I want to apply on a trivia show just so I can call you because I know what time it is in England. That geography, like that, was incredible. I mean, it's Europe. It's like five hours ahead of us. That's all. No, but you're. I I can't. Uh, geography is not my strong suit. I'm gonna say Columbia is probably split between Eastern Standard and one hour ahead of Eastern Standard. You know what I'm gonna do real quick? I'm gonna get our research team on it, and uh, we're gonna find out. Speaking of research teams, those shirts are sick. The research those shirts yeah. are awesome. I haven't got one yet, but I'm really excited to get one. I'm also really excited for the Stickman shirt to do the Stickman. I was on the radio the other day, and they said they could connect us with the guy that did the Stickman skit, the pillows and the Stickman. Do you want to have him on? Love that. Also, Ian, uh, our research team is very quick with their work. Uh, They are the same as Central Standard Time, so it is an hour behind Eastern Time. I was very wrong. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they're like directly south of the middle of America. I don't like myself anymore. Dakota, if you if I gave you a map, could you name all fifty states? Yes, hundred percent. No way. Easily. Are we you tried. We, didn't I've, we I've try lived this here, at the compound. I've lived here for twenty six years. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived here for twenty six years. I know all the states. Didn't we try this at the compound with Nico? If you if you gave me like, if you said I think I could make like just a list, just write out the names. It would take me a while because in like my head. I would just like miss. No, but I'm somehow. saying, could you put the names into the state? Oh yeah. The only two I would maybe struggle with is I don't know which is which between New Hampshire and Vermont. I was gonna say New England's getting your ass. There's no Those way. Are the only two I don't know the difference between. I don't know if it would be easier with a map or writing it down. I think it'd be easier with a map than it would be yeah. actually handwriting them. But Definitely we did this. Map. This is actually on the plane. I think it was in 2019. Somebody said like, I bet you can't do all 50 states. So on the plane we had a challenge of who could get all 50 states and of like 10 or 15 guys that did it. I think maybe two actually did it without like Bodie was really into it. I think he, I think he missed one and then like got it uh, before um, Nico did it obviously. Uh, but it, it's, it's not easy. It's actually not easy. You'll, you'll, you'll like some of those states will just kind of forget about them. Zach is which one's on the right. I want to say Vermont's on the right of New Hampshire. Research team? Zach, you live there. You don't know? I live in New York. You live over there, though. The research no, I think, team's on I think, it. I think Maine is up top. No, I know Maine's on top. What? I said New Hampshire and Vermont. Which one's on the right? Oh, I thought you said Maine. Maine? What are you talking about? Uh, New York is literally touching one of them, Zach. Can you tell me which one it's touching? Tell me which state is touching New York, Zach, please. You live there. Huh. It's touching Vermont. Vermont's on the left than New Hampshire. Do you understand you're, Vermont is like a idiot. different do you understand Vermont is a different world? Do you understand that it's literally touching? It's like saying your neighbor's house is a different world. Like that's literally the same thing. Do you understand, Dakota? There is New York and Vermont. Vermont is I'm gonna tell you this. Intern Nora's docking some points right now no no she's not game knowing plus, that no, you, you border vermont it doesn't matter you guys are literally you have no chance this week all right 
this is we have to wrap this up. This has been episode <laughs> fifty-four. It's come a long we, way. We got way off track. There we got way end. off track at the end there. It's come a Dakota long way from the Dakota is the most interesting discussion. person on the face of the earth. We realized tonight. Zach fluffed me up a lot today, and I feel good. Feeling good, brother. Feeling good. Feeling good. Episode fifty-four of the Compound Podcast, presented by Parse Rum. Go get yourself a shirt, Mavi shirt. When I say Parse, you say Rum. Parse. Rum. Sorry, brother. Intern Nora. That's episode 54. We'll be back next week with maybe Jake Arrieta, maybe somebody else, maybe just us. We'll see. 